Is that what I'm saying? Rough Trade Radio. 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 How's that? Welcome to this episode of Shoplifting. I'm Liv Siddle, and I'm here with a very wonderful Alinda Lee Sagara. Is that how you say your name? Yeah. Actually, I'm trying to go by a new middle name. Oh. It's like my thing that I think I'm going to try to do every album. Cool. Because so <laughs> I wasn't given a middle name when I was born anyway, so it's like my way of being creative. That's fun. So what's it going to be? Mariposa, which is like butterfly. I think I'll just say Lee for now. <laughs> <laughs> or you can just say butterfly for anyone that doesn't want to say the complicated word. Um, uh, okay, it's recording good. Um, so uh, you're otherwise known as Hooray for the Riff Raff. That's what everyone else, I guess, who's listening to this podcast will know you as, especially as you've had like an insane amount of press, um, especially yeah. this uh, in this country just recently as you've been everywhere in every newspaper you've had so many great reviews everyone's talking about you oh cool um, yeah it's funny you just kind of exploded it's great uh, it's really nice to have you here today because you're playing an in-store yeah and I guess you're here because you're promoting uh, your album which is called The the Navigator The Navigator yeah so maybe for anyone that doesn't know or hasn't read the millions of reviews do you want to kind of explain about it in your own words or yeah so The Navigator is um, my uh album about getting in touch with where I come from, where my family comes from, which is Puerto Rico, Mm -hmm. and also really getting in touch with um, the city I grew up in, New York, you know, Um, although it's a concept album, Mm -hmm. so everything is a little bit sci-fi, it's a little bit, uh, it's talking about like a dystopian future that I feel like a lot of cities are facing all over the world, and, um, you know, it's kind of this like musical journey following my alter ego, which is like me basically when I was 17 and like was a bad kid and hanging out on the street all the time and and eventually ran away yeah um so the album you know it, it the first half is a lot about city sounds and then the second half I try to bring in a little bit more like different rhythms from Puerto Rico and from Brazil which is what you know I was listening to a lot of Tropicalia mm-hmm. to, while making the album um and we end the album with some bomba drumming, which is uh, the African drumming from Puerto Rico. So wow. it's kind of like this. Uh, we tried to create this musical journey. You know, you, you get on the train in the beginning and it's like doo-wop singers on the train and you end up with like bomba drumming. So that's so cool. Yeah. It sounds like you must have worked with some amazing people to make this record. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, Paul Butler is the producer and, you know, wow. he's fr- he had the, ba- the band The Bees mm-hmm. and also produced Michael Kiwanuka. He He's from the Isle of Wight, and he just, like, changed my life. Uh, Making music with Paul um, was, like, a very spiritually challenging, and, you know, it just brought me to a new level, I think, in the way that I I think about making music. That's amazing. How did you guys meet? Well, I tracked him down because I was a big (laughs) fan, and I felt like he was the guy that could really, like, get me to this place I wanted to be, Um, and he definitely was. And at first, he was just like, who is this crazy girl that sent me this email (laughs) that's, like, so long with this weird story, and, you know? But um, we met, and we just made some demos at his house in in California because he had just come over. He got married, and... um, was in the States. So it just worked out so well. And he was like, he was saying he wanted to get into producing some bands out here. So, you know, we made some demos and he was just like, I see something in you, kid. 
That's so nice. Yeah. I always think it must be, well, you've had a very kind of, you've done a lot of records actually, so it's it's not too scary. But I think it, it takes quite a lot of balls for artists to make a concept album. And some, I mean, do you ever get nervous that people just won't get it or won't understand what you're trying to do? Well, I think I've learned how to not be precious about it. Yeah. You know, like it was really for me. And I am uh, I also really wanted to make sure the songs could stand on their own. Yeah. Because we live in iTunes world, you know, like people are going to listen in whatever order they want for the most part, except for people who are buying vinyl and mm-hmm. who are really into the idea of listening to an album. Yeah. Um. So I just felt like if you are going to make music now, you can't be too precious about it. Yeah. You know? But I wanted to give people that option. Like, if you want to go deep on this album, like, I'll give you a map of the city. You know, like, I'll give you everything. That's cool. Giving everyone the choice. It's a very progressive way of thinking about things. Yeah. I mean, I think um, artists just, we are in a a weird spot these days, at least musicians, you know. And Mm. in order to keep going, it's like, you got to just be like, well, this is for me and I hope people like it. Yeah, for sure. How do you tend to listen to music? Do you listen? Do you tend to do like a, a whole album in one go, or do you kind of flit around and make mixes? What do you? Um, I really love an album, but you know, I I love listening at home on vinyl. But I guess like I'm on the road all the time, so I end up listening to a lot of stuff on my phone, yeah. which I hate to admit it, but. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's nicer to sit in a car or on a train and just like have your headphones in and yeah. just like look out the window. That's like some of the best listening time, I think. Totally. Growing up, I had a commute that was like an hour on the subway in New Ooh, York nice. from the Bronx to my high school. And I would listen to CDs like the whole time. Yeah. I think without my commute, that's why I don't cycle, because I can't I can't bear the idea of not having those two hours a day of like pure listening. Totally. And no one's like, no one's getting in the way or like distracting me. I'm just locked in. It's yeah. quite a nice thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It makes your life quite cinematic when you're wandering along listening to things. Oh, Pretending totally. you're in a music video. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so you've got, you've picked out some records today from the shop floor. Yeah. Uh, so do you want to pick your first one? Yes, the first one is going to be a track that Nina Simone covered and completely gave a new meaning to um, her version of Bob Dylan's Just Like a Woman. Great. Uh, So this album, when did you first come across this album? Well, I actually, this is Here Comes the Sun. The one that I listened to, I think was called Just Like a Woman. It was like a whole collection of her covers, but Here Comes the Sun as well and Mr. Bojangles, which is on this one. I just think that Nina Simone had this amazing way of completely reinventing songs, mm-hmm. you know, and um, the way that she plays, you know, this idea of, oh, it's a cover. Like with Nina, that does not apply, you know, <laughs> I'm just like, no, she wrote that song in the moment she was playing. It. Yeah. Um, and I just really love her way of like taking the song that I think when I was younger and I heard Bob Dylan sing this song, I was like, that's so just like saying that she breaks like a little girl. And when Nina says it you like hear the tenderness in her and the strength and and you know um I don't know it just really has always affected me so yeah it's so true about her covers they're not covers it's like she's completely she feels it more than the person who sang it originally totally (laughs) totally um and actually it's quite good you mentioned it because you did a really amazing covers record right a a few years ago oh yeah a while Um, ago yeah yeah 2013 was it which is amazing and like I mean I don't know I've never sung a cover apart from like on a karaoke night <laughs> but did you kind of have this this in mind the idea of trying to put yourself in the shoes of the person that wrote it or giving things a different spin how do you approach doing a cover well definitely at that point I did not think I was 
reinventing anything. I just wanted to do my homework. Mm -hmm. You know, that was really me being like, I need to learn about songwriting. And in order to do that, I want to sing the words these people wrote down. And I I really felt like I needed to physically feel, you know, the act of playing the song Um, and just really... Yeah, like get an education about crafting a song and what makes some songs like perfect, you know? And so the ones you chose to cover, they're the ones that you think are like, they nailed it. At the time, you know, (laughs) I think now um, I've done, I feel like especially after making The Navigator, I've like ventured off into a lot of different types of music. So Mm -hmm. at that point, that was definitely like me being like, what are the singer songwriter songs of, you know, that really will change me. Yeah. Um, And now I've been listening to a lot of other stuff. So cool. Well, maybe you could introduce the track in your best radio presenter voice for us. And now, well, (laughs) and up next is Just Like a Woman by Nina Simone. She takes just like a woman, yes she does, and she makes love just like a woman, and she aches just like a woman, but she breaks. Like a little girl Nobody feels any pain Tonight as I stand inside the rain Everybody knows Baby's got new clothes Lately I see Her ribbons and her bones And the problems From her curls She takes just like a woman Yeah She makes love just like a woman And she aches just like a woman And she breaks like a little girl It was raining from the first Everybody knows I was dying of thirst So I came here A long time's curse And what's worse Is this pain Yeah 
it's time for us to quit And when we meet again Been introduced as friends Please don't let on That you knew me when I was hungry And it was your word I take Just like a woman Yes, I do And I make love Just like a woman And I Just like a woman But I break just like a little girl. That was Just Like a Woman by Nina Simone. I think um, that song was actually written about Edie Sedgwick, wasn't it? Really? I think so. Which I, makes the breaks like a little girl bit even more. Makes so much sense. Yeah, I think her and Bob Dylan had a little bit of a fling. I like to think they did. Well, there's that movie <laughs> about her called Factory Girl. Oh, yeah. And I always say that it's like Bob Dylan porn. Because yeah. they make him like really <laughs> normal looking. And they make him kind of yeah. like the Leonardo DiCaprio version of Bob Dylan. There's like a sex scene. And they're like on also like they're riding his motorcycle. I was just like, but oh, yeah. <laughs> he didn't look like that at the time. I mean, I love Bob, but... But yeah, yeah, I love he that was movie. this kind of like Adonis hero, wasn't he? Yeah, it was Hay- Hayden. Is the guy from Star Wars played him, and he was really, like muscular and big. Like Bob Dylan yeah. was this kind of like you're yeah. like no. That I wasn't. still fancied Bob Dylan back then, but he wasn't oh, um, yeah. the muscly blonde <laughs> hunk that they made portrayed him yeah. as in this film. Anyway, um, so what have you got next? Okay, well, I was going through a tough time, uh, like. Uh, last winter, or does it count as last winter? I when I I was living in Nashville, I was very lonely, and I was also getting in touch with my rage, which was like a interesting, um, you know, journey as yeah. like the presidential election was gearing up, as the world was rumbling apart. Um, I discovered the Stooges, and I'm Great. so grateful to Iggy Pop for helping me learn how to be angry. Um, <laughs> And uh, so I listened to Funhouse like nonstop and I just, I don't know, just something about listening to Iggy Pop on this album and, you know, the band, I was just kind of like, this is what I want, you know, it felt like something like sparked in me and just like opened up. So um, I just really love this album. That's good. It came to to you at the right time. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. hoping that there's a lot of Americans out there who are using music to get them through this time. In fact, we are using it to get through it as well. We're all going through quite a lot of shit at the moment. Yeah, definitely. But, um, yeah. I, we talk about this quite a lot, like wondering whether um, music will change because of the world, like, as you say, rumbling and kind of becoming something different and becoming something quite negative and whether that's going to birth like a whole new yeah. generation of amazing, hopefully punk and sort of ang- angered music. Because I think for a while it's totally. been quite like... Everyone's kind of cool. (laughs) And now it's like, no. You know, I think about this a lot. And I think a major difference is artists are depending on advertisements now. We're depending on on money from like corporations, Mm -hmm. which, you know, I grew up 
thinking that was the worst thing you could ever possibly do. You know, also I was in like the punk scene in New York and they're just like, you didn't even want to let someone take your picture. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like it was just so extreme. So now I feel like the major issue is artists are afraid of losing their endorsements. They're afraid of like, well, if I say something that people don't like, then what if... You know, um, but then also in the States, at least, like a lot of corporations are starting to put out advertisements that are about like equality and like take this like rebellious spirit that everyone's kind of like feeling and gearing up towards. And that scares me, too. It's like it can't be sold to you. You know, Mm -hmm. like Coca-Cola is not going to help us like have a revolution. You know (laughs) what I mean? Like no matter how much they say they believe in like the freedom of all people. Um, so I think all of that is just so weird. Like musicians are just not making any money. You know, yeah. I mean, we make our money from the live show, which I think is really good. It makes you have to bust your ass and like be a good live musician. Um, when it comes to like streaming, like mm-hmm. you could play your song. I think somebody told me you play your song all day for a week on Spotify or something and you like make 75 you make like 299 or something oh god that's so depressing isn't it <laughs> i know but so i don't know i think that's that's what's happening that i'm a little afraid of is people being like oh but i got to make money for you know to start a family and have like a normal life yeah um but i also I don't know. I I think that there are some artists, you know, like I have Solange here. Like there are some artists that have been saying very revolutionary things like before the election, you know, Um, Kendrick Lamar also who like came out with To Pimp a Butterfly and it just like blew my mind. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, So I think there are still these artists who are mainstream, who are in their own way, you know, just like saying barrier breaking things with their music. But well, punk has goodness. to come, like, <laughs> do their thing. It's <laughs> <laughs> always going to be punk somewhere. Yeah. Um, so you're going to have to pick a track off the album that saved your life. Well, although I love Down on the Street, it's funny because this is, like, the one I'm going to choose is, like, the slowest one on the album. But Dirt, really, just, like, I was reading so much about Puerto Rican history, you know, and reading about the island being a colony for so long and never getting freedom and... um and I just like really me and like Iggy were really like bonding over the song in my mind. You know, I'm just like, I know how it feels like to have been dirt, <laughs> you know. Whoa. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, that's that's the song that I choose. Yeah. 
That was Dirt by the Stooges. Very nice. Have you ever actually met Iggy? No. Do you want to or do you want to not meet him? I would love to meet him. I think he seems cool. Yeah, I think he seems really cool. You know? And, like, I there's, like, a really great interview with him, I think, with Mark Maron. Oh, nice. Yeah, I would love to meet him. There are those certain people that I would love to meet, and then there's the ones that I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, because it you, might ruin it. Of course. You know who I met for five seconds was Patti Smith. And really? I'm just like, please, can we go get tea? Like, I want to meet you again. Oh, my God. She was very, very kind to me. Once again, it was like five seconds long, but she was really kind to me. And Do you know just if she's like, heard your music? You. But she probably has. I hope so. I don't know. I like to think she stays quite in the loop in terms of especially female recording artists. Oh, yeah. I like to think that she's still listening out and she's kind of sitting in this chair in a dark room somewhere, like <laughs> slowly nodding her head like, yes. Totally. Like, yes, my child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Yoda or something. Yeah, <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, there's a lot of people that would come into this shop that I would never go down and say hello to, even though I would love them. Yeah. Um, but Iggy, I think he would be cool if totally. he went up and said hello. Yeah. Anyway, what have you got next? Okay, well, here's somebody else I would love to meet who I, I hope would be cool is Rodriguez. Nice. The sugar man. Um, you know, I uh, really, of course, like so many people, I got into him through the, the documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, but then while I was making this album, I was thinking about him so much because I just felt like, he, you know, he's such a street poet. You yeah. know, and like his songs were about like the underbelly of Detroit and you know I felt like he was really singing about these people that were forgotten about and were just like living in the shadows um so I and that's really what I wanted to do with making this album and you know just thinking back on like the characters that I knew growing up and um so the song Street Boy also can't get away oh I wonder which one (laughs) uh can't well this is the bonus track on here I was listening to the soundtrack but this is um What is this? Oh, coming from reality. Uh, Well, I would say Street Boy is definitely a song that when I heard it, I was like, this is who I was when I was a kid. Just like, you know, like he says, like your sister says that every week you just come home to eat and go to sleep. And I'm just like, that was me growing up with my aunt just being like, what is with you, you feral child? Like, (laughs) why are you always like running around downtown with like, you know, homeless people? people and like just like these crazy punk people and you know she just was like what are you doing and it was me just like really feeling like I needed to see like the reality I was so obsessed with like no like this is what's really going on in New York and they're being forgotten about and this you know I was just really like wrapped up in that idea so um so Street Boy really touched me Your fast lows 
and quick goodbyes. You're just a street boy with the street lights in your eyes. You better get yourself together. Look for something better, street boy. You've been out too long, street boy. Each kind of sense to go home, street boy. You're gonna end up alone. You need some love and understanding. Not that dead end life you're planning, street boy. Sister says that every week you just come home to eat and go to sleep, and you make plans you never keep because your mind is always in the streets. You better get yourself together, look for something better, street boy. sense to go home street boy you're gonna end up alone you need some love and understanding not that dead in life you're planning street boy That was Street Boy by Rodriguez. Very good intros, by the way. <laughs> I'm getting the hang of it. Um, you've had some excellent choices. I'm looking forward to um, hearing this back. I hope they're the not all too slow. I love slow music. I'm oh trying my god, to, me like, too. I'm trying to learn how to like wake up or something. <laughs> I had to ban myself from listening to Leonard Cohen in the morning because it just used to like get me started on the wrong foot. <laughs> but um, yeah, slow sad music. It's the one. Yeah. Uh, okay, so your last pick today. Oh well. Oh no! I hang could on. do two more because one more. isn't here. So this is second last. Okay. A fantastic album. Oh, a seat at the table by Solange. To me, this is just like a masterpiece. Yeah. It took her. I think I read eight years. Was it eight years? Something like that. Like she, I read something about how I think she wrote Cranes in the Sky like so long Such ago. Such a beautiful song. And the whole, this is an album that I'm like, you have to listen to it the whole way through. Yeah. The interludes are incredible. The interviews with her parents, just like so much of like the way that she put the whole album together, like really floored me. Um, 
And so on this album, I mean, there are so many incredible songs. I felt like I really connected with the song Mad, talking Mm -hmm. about like getting in touch with your rage, you know, and like also like really, I think a lot of it for me as like a Puerto Rican woman was like just being like calling out like microaggressions, you know, just kind of being like, that's like actually fucked up that you like said that Mm -hmm. about like these certain people, just, you know, these like little interactions that you like go through all day and um I felt like I listening to this I was just like I know like in my own experience what it's like to be told like why are you always so mad all the time and it's mm. like I don't know maybe because of like my experience walking through the world <laughs> like sorry buddy um, why are you in such a bad mood <laughs> yeah. why wouldn't I be yeah. <laughs> like um so I really and I I just think also it's like it, the song also just like talks about like love and I don't know. Uh, I thought that it was just such a perfect balance. And and also like um, living in New Orleans for so long, you know, Lil Wayne is such a like New Orleans mm. like staple. And his rap on this song like brought tears to my eyes. Just like this one line when he says something about like, um, are you mad that like when I attempted suicide, I didn't die? You know, like talking to like these people that are just like looking at him at the bank, like so mad that he has so much money. You know, wow. like his experience is just like a black man, like going through the and that one line about like, are you mad because I didn't die when I attempted suicide? It was just like it really choked me That's up. So like, powerful. Yeah, totally. I find even just the title of this album, I see at the table, one of the best titles of an album ever it just says so much yeah with just like a, a few words you, I just can't I just think about it all the time and it yeah when it comes on in the shop the whole vibe of the store kind of changes and it oh, doesn't sound yeah. like anything else oh truly it doesn't yeah. sonically it's so its own thing I mean she just really like I said created a masterpiece and it's like it's really her like dropping some knowledge on on people who are privileged you know yeah. as well as something for her and for her family and for like bre- you know brown and black people i mean i have a lot of privilege in my life like and i think just listening to this i was just like damn i am being schooled right now like yeah. shut up and listen you know what i mean <laughs> but also like living in the middle which is a lot of what like my album's about living in the middle of like where do what do I count as and where do I stand? I, I also felt like I could really relate to certain ideas like this one song. So um, thank you, Solange, for gracing us with your brilliance. Thank you, Solange, because <laughs> she's listening. I know, right? <laughs> uh, can you introduce the track, please? Next up, we have Mad by Solange. I just said still owe me bucks 
So I got the right to get buck But I try not to let it build up I'm too high, I'm too better, too much So I let it go, let it go, let it go I ran into this girl, she said Why you always blame it? Why you can't just face it? Why you always gotta be so mad? That was Mad, featuring Lil Wayne by Solange. Great. Okay, now we're on to the last one, which I don't know what you've got in your head. Is it something to do with David Bowie, perhaps? Well, I have two ideas, and I'm not sure which one to choose. (laughs) Uh, I think I kind of want to go with the not David Bowie one. Okay. Um, I I really wanted to... um, I was hoping you guys have it. I feel like you do sometimes. Is the Ghetto Brothers. Oh, I don't know that. Well... The Ghetto Brothers, I forget who put out their album. I think it's called Truth and Soul Mm -hmm. are the people that put out the album. Um, And they were a huge inspiration for me making this album. They started off as a gang. They're all Puerto Rican kids uh, from the 70s who started off as a street gang in the Bronx. 
And um, eventually, you know, there was one of their members was killed and there was just so much a war going on in the Bronx at the time um, between young people. And they decided to focus their efforts on becoming like a peace organization. And they started a band and it was called the Ghetto Brothers, just like their gang. And their music, like when I listened to it, I was just like, what? Like, this is who I am. This is crazy. Because they're very influenced by the Beatles. They have like really Beatles-y harmonies. And then they also have songs like Viva Puerto Rico Libre. You know, like they were really um, just very woke for their time. Um, But their song Power is just like my, like, you know, like, I don't know. It just gets me like feeling like I have life in my body again. That's great. So um, the Ghetto Brothers Power is my last choice. Well, before you introduce it, um, thank you so much for coming in. Yeah. And can't wait to see you play live. And anyone out there, uh, I hope you can get to see Elinda play live as well. And yeah, just like well done on being great and Thanks. having such a <laughs> fascinating life and putting out good music because I feel like you've got like the right idea. And thank yeah, you. Pleasure to talk to you and yeah. see you soon. So now you can introduce your last track. Okay, the last track we'll leave you with is Power by the Ghetto Brothers. <laughs>
Trade Radio. Boss Hog, Brood X. Available in store and online at roughtrade.com. Yeah.